turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. The Bruce Woolley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Hour number two, Bruce Woolley Show. That might have been the most unusual hour I've done since I've had this show in two years. It was uh, where my heart was. I mean, I'm just so torn by preach the active by the by the activity of Satan in our culture and the demonic nature of the uh, people in power and the lies we're told. And uh, I I just sort of vented about it in our number one. I found it interesting that the Biden administration sends out a guy who lies about his own sexuality to tell us the truth. Pete Buttigieg? Yeah. Well, they'll send out a 80-year-old president who I'm not sure really is president tomorrow night to tell us that everything we know about prices rising and the border being unsecure and um, compromising our national security is fantastic. Everything's not fine. Everything's perfect. Yeah. Not a joke. He's great. By the way, let me take you behind the scenes here at the Bruce Hooley Show a little bit. I cut a lot of audio for the show. And I cut it by date, so a lot of times things will happen, and I can't find it because I can't search it by the person's name. I have to search it by the date and hope that they show up that day, which is like a needle in a haystack, and I can never find it. But there are some clips that I save by name only because they are clips that, well, we call them in the industry evergreen. Evergreen. (laughs) We call them evergreen because what? They never go stale, right? They never go stale. So I have, uh, I'm just kind of curious. I've never done this. I'm not, I'm not, this is not really great show prep. But I have uh, saved a few things. Oh, wow, look. I've saved three, six, nine, eleven things that Joe Biden has said since becoming president. Do I have to get ready for delay? No, no, okay. no. Yeah, you say, <laughs> these are things I've saved okay. since Joe Biden has become president that I consider to be evergreen. You want to hear a couple of them? I used to do this with an old Browns coach who said a lot of stupid things, and I would replay them, and people loved them. I don't think people will love these, but they are indicative of the kind of president Joe Biden is. He's got a lot of things to tell. Well, that's not not one of them. Why is that? What's the deal with this? I guess I have to call it up first. I thought I could just put it on my screen and play it. See, I'm on the other side of the glass. You're on the other side of the glass, Uh, so you can't. So let me me try it this way, okay? You ready? Here we go. (laughs) There, that's the Joe Biden creepy laugh. I have that one saved. Uh, you probably you have the one that you play all the time, the not a joke one. I have several not a here's one. I'm not joking about this. Yeah. I'm not joking about this. Here's that is the, not a joke. That here. is a natural fact. Natural fact. Here, he here's another one. Anyway, so there's there there there, but I I don't I must tell you I don't have a near term answer. That was in relation to gas prices. I must tell you I don't have a near term. He doesn't have a long-term answer either, but rest assured he is doing everything that he can. Everything that he can. This is a angry Joe Biden, uh, extremely angry Joe Biden. Name me a time 
Name me a time. Get off my lawn, kids. <laughs> yeah. So uh, this guy is. Um, well, wait a minute. You've got got a, this one. Oh, I have more. Yeah, of course. I have Do many. It now. More. Do it today. Oh, very good. One one more here. Uh, back on the topic of gas prices. No ability for the oil industry to continue to drill. Period. Ends. Yeah. But he's you know all about American gas and oil exploration. He will tell you. Well, no near-term solution. No near-term solution, no. So uh, he has distinguished himself uh, with his um, anger, with his lies, and uh, with his ineptitude. Oh, I thought I had ineptitude cued and ready to go, with his ineptitude. No ability. Oh, that's the same one. I Again, I'm not the best on this machine, but I know there are nuances of it. You're the master. You can... Make it do what you want it to do. Very seldom does it ever do what I want it to do. They're Let me afraid, try it one more time. One more time. Here we go. This is just ineptitude. Uh, Americans can go to vaccines.gov <laughs> or they can text their zip code to three, excuse me, misspoke. He's on top of it, folks. Don't worry. He's not compromised. Everything is great with him. Now, over the weekend to review... We shot down the Chinese balloon that traversed our nation and took pictures of every single thing that I wanted to take pictures of. Uh, and then Joe Biden told us that he wanted to shoot it down last Wednesday, but the military told him no. But remember, he's in charge. I thought he was the commander-in-chief. I was just going to say, commander-in-chief. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the commander when they let him be, the commander uh, then we had the satanic song and dance, literally and figuratively, at the Grammys. Um, we had a big, humongous train explosion in East Palestine, Ohio. Apocalyptic train explosion. Toxic, noxious fumes circulating in the air, blowing toward Pittsburgh, toward New Philadelphia, toward Zanesville. So this might have flown under your radar while all those things were happening. Uh the Disney Channel has this cute little cartoon that they are uh, they have released and that people are you know free to let their kids watch. My kids will not be watching it, uh, and uh, you will soon find out why. As here is an animated Disney cartoon that uh, plays for little kids around the country. If Parents hate our country and are not paying attention. This country was built on slavery, which means slaves built this country. Tilled this land from sea to sea to sea. First there was rice, tobacco, sugar cane. Then Whitney did his thing and cotton became king. And we were its soldiers. Four million strong. Fighting for America's freedoms, even though we remained America's slaves. slaves. Built this country. The descendants of slaves continue to build this. Slaves built this country. And we, the descendants of slaves in America, have earned reparations for their suffering. And continue to earn reparations. Reparations every moment we spend submerged in the systemic prejudice, racism, and white supremacy that America was founded with and still has not atoned for. Slaves built this country. Not only field hands, but carpenters, masons, blacksmiths, musicians, inventors built cities from Jamestown to New Orleans to Bannockhurst, Washington. 40 acres and a mule. We'll take the 40 acres, keep the mule. We, we made, made your families rich. From the southern plantation heirs to the northern bankers to the New England ship owners, the founding fathers. Former President, current senators, 
the Illuminati, the New World Order. Slaves built this country. We had Tubman, Turner, Frederick D. Then they say Lincoln freed the slaves. But slaves were men. And women. And only we can free ourselves. Emancipation is not freedom. Jim Crow, segregation, redlining, public schools, feeding private prisons, where we become slaves again. As we celebrate Juneteenth for the umpteenth time, our account is still outstanding. Because this country was built on slavery, which means slaves built this country. And we demand our 40 acres and a mule. That. You can keep the mule. Keep the 40. We're taking our freedom. Wow. Yeah, that's a, that's a cartoon playing now on the Disney Channel. So I want to establish... It's not effective to just say, that's crazy, that's nuts, you got to be stupid to play that, you got to be stupid to think that. You have to be able to win on ideas. And so here's what I thought as I listened to that. The prevailing theme is slaves built this country. Okay, did they? Did slaves build this country? Slaves did a lot of labor. If slaves built the country and the South was superior to the North, why didn't the South win the war? Why didn't they win the war? I mean, if slaves built the country... The country survives today, wouldn't it stand to reason that the stronger faction of that country would have won the war between the North and the South? The South did not win the war. But I will not dispute that slaves did a lot of labor, but let's tack it from the idea that, okay, the people who do the labor build the country. The people who build, the people who do the labor are enabled to do the labor once slavery ended, by those who pay them a salary to do the labor. The people who take the risk are the people who have the capital, who invest the capital in labor, in research, in development, in infrastructure, in goods, in, in, the, in the raw materials that are made into goods. See, they act as if the people who built the country are the people who did the actual physical labor, and that is true to a certain extent. But it is also true that the country is built by people who risk something, their own personal wealth, by paying other people to do what they envision need to be done to build a business, to build a widget, to build an economy. So throughout that video, the people who have had the most financial skin in the game are disparaged as if their success is automatic because slaves built the country. That is not true. A lot of businesses try and fail. Only good ideas, only innovation, only efficiency is what builds the country. Yes, laborers walk out the vision, but you're compensated for that. It is a fair arrangement. You are not a slave anymore. You did not build the country the line that caught my ear emancipation is not yeah that makes no sense and only we can free ourselves is designed so that they can never pronounce themselves free hence you always owe them something did you notice they said that our descendants earned we earned reparations because of our descendants' suffering. Well, if the reparations come from the suffering, if you didn't suffer, why do you get the reparations? That doesn't make any sense. If the suffering earns the rep- reparations, then give the reparations to the people who actually did the suffering. So the State of the Union address is tomorrow night. 
Joe Biden will tell us how great things are. Don't believe your lion eyes. Don't believe your empty pocketbook. And yet the polls say things are bad, at least in terms of approval ratings for Joe Biden. Uh, here is Mark Thiessen, a former speechwriter for, um, I think it was for George W. Bush. Uh, here is Mark Thiessen on the importance of a State of the Union address. It's the most watched speech that any president gives. It's a direct channel to tens of millions of people. But, I mean, they, their problem, the problem was with the question that Chuck Todd just asked there. Why is it not penetrating? Again, you can't spin people's personal finances. People know whether they're doing better or worse than they were two years ago. Uh, you know, and it, by the way, it's not just, I mean, first of all, 80 percent, according to Fox Poll, 80 percent think the economy is in bad shape. Seventy four percent think we're going to have a recession this year. And six and 61 percent blame Joe Biden uh, for, for the state of the economy. And it's not just the economy. It's 80 percent are extremely worried about crime. Six in 10 are worried about border security and immigration. So it's all these serial disasters. What the Democrats don't seem to understand is that Joe Biden did very well in the midterms. Best performance by a president, any president since JFK, except for George Bush after the 9-11 attacks. That wasn't an endorsement of the Democrats and their policies and their accomplishments. It was a vote against Republicans. It was a vote against the alternative that the Republicans put forward. And Democrats are counting on Republicans to keep making the same mistakes and they don't have to fix anything. Uh, but hopefully the party will get its act together and give a better alternative next time. Yeah, hopefully. But I think we might be at a point in our political discourse where performance doesn't matter anymore. That we have determined our ideology, our position, our stance, and we're not open to new data. You see the gas prices going up? Try to get a Democrat to admit that gas prices were lower under Trump. Yeah, but he... No, I just said they were lower under Trump. Yes or no? Well, yeah, but, and what they tell you will have nothing to do with gas prices, by the way. And I guess when you ask them, would you rather gas prices be where they were when Trump was president? No, because I don't want him to be president. It's like, okay, okay. We're just so invested in rooting for our laundry, red or blue, whatever we prefer, that we are not going to be open to any new set of data, any developments, any analysis that might tell us, you know, if I voted a different way, things might get better. Uh, the question to which Mark Thiessen referred was a question posed by Chuck Todd of Meet the Press to Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg about the case Joe Biden is going to make on Tuesday night that everything is great. Uh, why are the polls what the polls are if things, in fact, are great? He's got a lot of things to tell. Why do you think that it has not penetrated the American public? Well, these things don't sell themselves, and it's one of the reasons I'm really <laughs> looking forward to that, that State of the Union address. Uh, I will say that there have been so many accomplishments under this administration, it can be difficult to list them in a distilled way. Tell me, Mayor Pete, what is better under Joe Biden than it was under Donald Trump? Well, I would list them, but I, I don't have time. There's too, too many to list. Nobody believes that. And... At its root, that is perhaps the most uh, glaring lie that this administration tells. And that is the lie that you're too stupid to figure out their line. Like, that's the answer for well, what has he done that's better than Donald Trump? Well, there's so many things, I can't list one. That makes no sense at all. If there were, in fact, any things, you could list one or two. But you can't because there aren't any. I was going to say, just follow up 
Give me a couple. Give me well, because Chuck Todd's not going to follow that question up because he goes, he's already bought into the fact that things are so much better under Joe Biden than they are under Donald Trump. And his question is not, why are things not better under Joe Biden? His question is not, why are his approval ratings low? He starts from the perspective of, things are great. Why are his poll ratings low? You're yelling like Biden. (laughs) Whatever. Chuck Todd. Uh, Now, if you happen to not think it's a great idea that the Chinese can fly a surveillance balloon across the uh, length and breadth of our country, taking pictures of whatever they very well right want to take pictures of, uh, I share your concern. And uh, so does Senator Tom Cotton. What began as a spy balloon has become a trial balloon, testing President Biden's strength and resolve. And unfortunately, the president failed that test. Uh, And that's dangerous for the American people. The president was paralyzed for an entire week by a balloon. We should have shot this balloon down over the Aleutian Islands. We should never have allowed it to transit the entire continental United States. Yeah, that would have been a good idea to shoot it down. Uh, General Jack Keane, national security expert for Fox News, uh, has thought this through. He has a few things that he wishes the Biden administration had thought of relative to the impact of this balloon taking the pictures that it took. This is a major national security failure. There's no way you can dress this up by the fact that we finally shot the balloon down, but it already had completed its mission. And And the reality is when you... When you look at it, the the entire nation witnessed a balloon, a spy balloon, over our country for almost a week. And, and that's a psychological victory, you know, for the Chinese. I mean, it, there's a sense of vulnerability that China has a spy plane here, and we're not doing anything about it. The American people are questioning, why aren't we? Do, don't we have the capability to do that? Yes, we do have the capability to do something about that, as Jack Keane pointed out. We need to get this explanation. The balloon left mainland China on 21 January, and for seven days it was en route to the United States off the coast of the Aleutian Islands. Seven days. NORAD, which is responsible for tracking nuclear ballistic missiles and nuclear bombers, certainly had the capability to track that every single minute, leading to the United States for seven days. What were we thinking during that time frame, and why didn't we make the decision to take this balloon out as it approached the United States? They're trying to minimize it by saying, well, it only passed over the Aleutian Islands for a few minutes. Well, we had seven days we were tracking it, and that the American people are owed this explanation. Yeah, will they get it? No. Most likely not. Is it possible that... The Biden administration did not shoot down the Chinese surveillance balloon because it identified as a uh, a tourist balloon. <laughs> I don't know. Can balloons pick their gender? I mean, if Biden's cabinet officials can, why not a balloon?